0: Go. Hey, everyone. This is Heather Whaley.
1: And this is Frank Whaley, a.k.a. Frankie lloyd do a.k.a. Franklin Punchable Roosevelt, a.k.a. Frankie the Bird Fidrich, a.k.a. A.C. Cowlings.
0: A.C. Cowlings yeah, a blast from the past. Yeah,
1: forgotten figure.
0: From the O.J. days.
1: Well, the thing about um, A.C. Cowlings that I remember is right after, well, in the midst of the O.J. trial, I was uh, in my local deli, the aristocrat deli, down the road from where we used to live, and a man was buying some beer, and I was online behind him, and he just turned to me without any warning and said these words. O.J. was the show show. Cowlings was the go-to man. And he said it with certainty. Conviction. Conviction. uh, succinctity, With such uh, honesty in his voice that it became my mantra for a really long time. Mantra? Mantra. Mantra. It became my mantra for a long time. OJ was the show show. Cowlings was the go-to man.
0: Well, he was. I met you during the OJ trial. Our very first conversation was all about the OJ trial. Yeah. At the time, I was working at a restaurant in New York. It was a a well known restaurant with a famous chef.
1: You don't want to say it was
0: Mesa Grill. I was okay. working at Mesa Grill. Bobby Chef. Bobby Chef.
1: Bobby Chef. <laughs> Bobby
0: Chef. Bobby Flay owned, owned that's Mesa like, Grill.
1: That's like when Trump called him uh,
0: Tim uh, Apple. Tim Apple. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby chef. chef. Bobby Flay owned Mesa Grill. Frank M- actor. My very last night of work, uh, just before I I left that job, I was told in advance that I would have one table and it was a VIP table. My whole section would be this, this one table. Now it was a Saturday night. And at that restaurant on a Saturday night, I could make 600 bucks.
1: Wow.
0: It was the easiest job. Also, I never had to touch the food. You didn't have to do anything. You just take the order and bring the drinks.
1: You made almost as much money um, uh, as a call girl as you did waiting tables. In that nearly, restaurant. Wow. nearly.
0: Oh, so that night, I was told, you're going to have this VIP table. There's going to be 10 to 12 people. I said, did you let them know about the mandatory 18% tip on tables of that size? And she said, I forgot. I totally forgot the manager said this. But I promise you, it won't be a problem. So that night, in walks Johnny Cochran, Alan Dershowitz, Effley Bailey, Carl Douglas, Barry Sheck, and Peter Newfeld. The entire O.J. dream team. I was their waitress. Wow, the whole team. The whole dream team, and the whole time I just went. They were talking such shit about Ron Goldman's family and Nicole Brown Simpson's family
1: within earshot.
0: Oh yeah, well within earshot of me. Wow. I heard. I heard Johnny Cochran say about uh, what was Nicole Simpson's sister Denise, Denise Brown, Denise Brown.
1: Uh, Debbie, I don't remember. I think it was Denise,
0: and he said she is a cold bitch. And then they were talking about Ron Goldman's father and sister. Mm. And he said, somebody needs to shut them up. And I started feeling such solidarity for Ron Goldman because he was a waiter and I was a waiter. It was making me so mad. And I really, really wanted one of them to order a steak so I could hand them the steak knife and say, am I going to get this back? But that never happened. And they got so much free food. Oh, because they hid the knife. Supposedly, remember, O.J., there was a knife and Kardashian took a bag from, from the house. Supposedly, the knife was in that.
1: Right, but do you think, like, handing the mistake, like, and saying, am I going to get this bag?" do you think that would have resonated with them? Well, if think they had said,
0: what do you mean by that? I would say, are you going to give it to Kardashian oh. to squirrel away somewhere?
1: Yeah, it would, it would become a whole thing.
0: It would be a whole thing. He ordered salmon. But they got so much free food sent out by the kitchen. And at the end, their, their bill was, I still remember, was like $2,000. He gave me 80 bucks. Unbelievable. They gave me an $80 tip. Of that, I had to tip out half, so I made 40 bucks for the whole night.
1: You definitely made more money stripping and and call girl on than you did at
0: That's me. your only comment. That's an interesting story. No, Unless that's your only co- comment is about me being a, a
1: no. Stripper? I mean, I've I'm I, a I, 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 I'm, I've heard that story before, and I'm mm-hmm. always appalled at it. And two things about it hit me in this telling of it, which is brilliant. Uh, bri- you, you told it brilliantly. Is Carl Douglas is not only one of O.J.'s attorneys, but he's also Carl Douglas is also a man who recorded the hit Kung Fu Fighting in the '70s, which was one of my favorite songs. I had the 45. Uh, I've
0: heard all your stories before also, you know.
1: Barry Sheck, for me, his main characteristic.
0: That his nose looks like a penis.
1: His nose is shaped exactly like a penis.
0: And that is the very first conversation that you and I ever had at Bar Six the night that we met. That's yeah. what we talked about. That and my uh, Harley Davidson wallet that was on a chain that I had because uh, it was the
1: 90s. God, I loved you so much. <laughs> I, I, I loved you the f- moment, the first moment I saw you. One one other thing just about Barry Sheck and what I like to refer to as... Uh, Penis noses or nose penises, men who have, uh, and you'll see this um, for our listener out there, in the future, if you see a man whose nose is shaped like a penis, rest assured, that's exactly what his penis looks like.
0: I don't know about that.
1: That that is a medical fact, and that's all. I, I know this for a fact. It's a medical fact. It's plain and simply true. Don't question it. Anyway. I love to think about those early days of our courtship.
0: Man. You were saying that the other day that you couldn't read, you're having trouble reading your book. Yes. I started reading a new book this morning. Oh good. And I'm finding it kind of interesting. It's by Mary Shelley. Hmm. I just said Mary. It's Mary. Mary. It's by Mary Shelley. You know her. She wrote Frankenstein. Hi Mary. <laughs> Mary Mary I know I can't say. It. Mary. 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 Ma-
1: Mary. Ma- Mary.
0: Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein, and she also wrote a book called The Last Man. And The Last Man, this is why I'm finding it interesting to read, is that it's a book that she wrote. It's like a science fiction book. It takes place in like the year 2070. And it's about a plague that has like ravaged the earth and killed off everybody. And there's all these like climate disasters that happen also.
1: That's not the kind of thing I want to be reading right now.
0: But it's kind of interesting because Mary Shelley wrote it so long ago. And here we are.
1: I know, but we're living in it. Why do you want to read about another another account of it? But hey, look, look, different For some strokes. reason,
0: I'm having trouble reading anything that is not about either this plague or a different plague.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it's hard to break this bubble.
0: It seems like nothing else matters.
1: Well, nothing else does matter. We, we is... were
0: watching The Real Housewives of New York City last week.
1: Oh, that matters. And
0: they were talking about, they were just making like sex jokes, Sonia and Tinsley. Mm-hmm. And I thought,
1: who cares? I know. Well, people could say the same thing about this, this broadcast we're doing. Sure.
0: Do you think Dorinda is in the Berkshires?
1: Oh, I'm sure she is.
0: Yeah, she, she's, she's safe and the right fish, With the,
1: the fish room. Remember the fish room? The whole thing with her. Nobody wanted to sleep in the room. They had the big fish on the wall. Yeah. Ah, those things seem so incidental now. Remember
0: when Andy Cohen first said that he had tested positive mm-hmm. for coronavirus? I you to the, think
1: that was a publicity the, stunt.
0: No, but the first thing I thought of was Andy Cohen, Dorinda, and Hillary Clinton all doing skis like the week before. I know.
1: God, that's amazing. I mean, as contagious as it is, it's amazing that, that like the entire uh, Real Housewives franchise is almost all licensed. the Housewives. Yeah, I wonder how many people have the virus but are either don't know it or not reporting. A it.
0: Lo- supposedly fifty percent.
1: Yeah, I feel like I have it. To be honest with you, and this is I, maybe. I uh, hope. Knock, I hope knock, hope. knock 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 on wood. I feel like I'm one of those people that like George Stephanopoulos just came out today and said that he's been tested positive but he feels fine.
0: If you could be quarantined. Like lots of people are saying, like who's in your quarantine house? There's like a game that's going around. Yeah. But if you could pick one person that you would quarantine with, besides Fauci, besides a doctor, you, one, no, besides me, just love like, making I'm thinking, 24 straight. Oh my 24 god, 7. Jesus! I'm thinking Martha Stewart.
1: Oh my god, that's the least. No,
0: Martha yeah. is giving awesome tips and advice on her social media.
1: So you'd be in her house.
0: I would be in her awesome. nice house in Bedford, and she would be making amazing foods. And she's got tons of chickens. She said on Instagram the other day that they had sixty-eight eggs from the hen house that morning. What you
1: gonna do with sixty-eight eggs? Oh, I mean, yeah, you could. Cho- I mean, you could choose Martha Stewart because she's got like a you know crushed groove house and everything. And but she would,
0: would be uh, making cocktails every day, like at five o'clock. Uh, I would
1: choose the rich- richest person in the world. That way, you get a bowling alley in their house, a swimming pool, like you know, indoor gym, all that stuff.
0: Our brother-in-law's brother just moved to Boston and didn't have any furniture or anything like that. Was setting up his new apartment when he got. Put on quarantine, and so he's in, like, a blank box. God. You'd go mad.
1: Today, it was pouring down rain here. A couple of things happened. I'm going to toot your horn a little bit here, so to speak. I'm learning that you are a person who can do anything. There are two types of person in this realm, in this regard. A person like me who dives into something they've never done before and says, I can't do this. And then there's a type of person who says, how do I do this? Hmm. And figures it out. That's you.
0: Yeah, it is me. And
1: that's one of the many things that amazes me about you and why I'm so lucky to, ha- to have you because there's nothing that you can't do. Every, I've, never, I, I've been with you for 20 years. I've been your life partner, and I've never once seen you have to give up on accomplishing something. You figure out a way.
0: That's true. But, you know, the downside to this is there's something my grandmother told me was some marriage advice that she told me that she got from her mother-in-law. She said she went over to my grandfather's house and his mom was up on a ladder cleaning out the gutters and his dad was standing down on the ground telling her how to do it. And she gets down off the ladder, walks over to my grandmother and says, never let them know how much you can do or you will do it all your life. So sometimes I think uh, I wish that I had never let you know that I can use tools and things like that because I'm always the one that has to do that kind of stuff. Well, And I would just say, oh, I don't know how you do that.
1: Well, And then, I
0: suspect maybe that's what you've done to me, that you are more capable, but you just don't want to do that kind of stuff.
1: You think this is all a con job?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
1: Well, hey, listen today was a perfect example there was uh, our gutter got clogged with some trees branches and i and and you had to go out there but who who unclogged the drain
0: yeah I told you what to do
1: no me. I mean. said
0: get a broom handle and stick it in there and move that stuff around
1: but you also did something you you shaved our son's head i did which I could never have i, I would have been terrified to do but you just jumped in there and said yeah sure I'll do it
0: i have, I have given both of our kids haircuts in this quarantine?
1: Yeah. I cut my own hair the other Our day. Our
0: daughter wanted like a pretty significant haircut. And it looks great. They were like a makeover. It looks great. Sure.
1: Fortunately, nobody can see her because she's locked down, but hey, no, it looks great. It's mm-hmm. perfect. You would never know that it wasn't done by a professional. I
0: could go into business after this.
1: I don't think you said what day this was. This is,
0: beginning. today is Monday, yeah. and today, this is episode, this has been episode 26 of the Pod Democast.
1: Good God. 26. 26. I wonder how many hours that is in total.
0: It's probably like two hours, maybe. I don't know. Each one's like ten minutes.
1: Well, listen, today's a good day to binge. binge don't
0: him. don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends to listen to this. And reach out to us either on Twitter, Whaley Hour, or Gmail, Whaley at gmail dot Ask us some questions, guys. Guy, not guys. Guy, come on, guy.
1: Guy, hey As- guys. Ask
0: us a question. We'll sure. answer it. We'll read your. We'll read your emails. We'll talk about your tweets. Yes. We did that yesterday. We talked about some tweets.
1: Absolutely. All right. Love to have a great day. Don't let's not catch crying. Don't you crying. Bye. feel like crying. Oh God, Frank. Bye. Bye.